Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blind Spot Show, where leaders reveal their blind spots and best practices. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Aaron Thompson, the co-founder of Bowls, Inc., which is a company that is known for making the best smoothie bowls in the world, which is why they now have already been able to expand into over 400 stores, even though they originally started in a food truck and currently, thankfully, also have three brick and mortar stores in Austin. Anyway, welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk today and you nailed it. That's We're on a mission to get more smoothie bowls into homes across the country. Yes. And my daughter is on the same mission. So she's one <laughs> of your great supporters. But Aaron, so I am wondering if one of your greatest secrets to success is to surround yourself with awesome co-founders because you have built two successful businesses with a co-founder who's also your best friend, Kara Jordan. And then we were connected because you're married to a co-founder founder of another company called Pipe Search, who also happens to be my client. But I'm, of course, curious, what do you think is the reason that you have succeeded? Because you've been self-employed since age 23. 1000% is because I've been doing what I've set out to do with Smoothie Bowls with not only my best friend, but a great co-founder. We have a very unique friendship and business partnership. I have to say, when we did start, both of our parents said, no way, don't do it. It will ruin your friendship. And we were pretty confident that we were going to go into it. And we always told ourselves our friendship comes first. And I have to say we're 11 years in and there have been no notable fights or arguments. And we always come out on the unagreeable terms when it comes to anything that we're trying to decide in the business. And then of course, my husband is extremely intelligent, way more intelligent than me and guides me through business practices every day. And both of them together round out my weaknesses, I guess you could say. Which you consider to be what? Because I know from my research, you've had over 50 employees. And to me, it seems like you're really gifted at selecting the right people. And, and you even have managers that have been with you for over five years, which in your type of business is pretty exceptional. So I don't know why. Anyway, so I am curious, what do you see as your leadership weakness? Or is uh, it something well, else? I No, it is. I, I, I'm a people person. So I do that's an area I thrive in. And I think the people that have been with our company, we do have over 50 employees at our cafes and they have been working for us for over five years, the managers at least. But I think it's just delegating responsibilities. And we were so hands-on at the cafes for so long that it could have prevented us from franchising or it's hard to not look back and think, oh, what if we did this? I try to stay present with that. But I think early on, just delegating and making clear roles and responsibilities. And CEOs like to do a lot of things and put a lot on their plate. And as I've grown into this role, you definitely know your strengths and know your weaknesses. And I'm not very detail-oriented, I have to say. But mm. there are people on my team that are extremely detail-oriented and can work an Excel sheet, all the things that I don't love to do. But yeah, I think just delegating and taking things off your plate and just trusting everyone around you. And when I got to that point, things did seem to grow faster and more efficiently. Yeah. Was there a moment where you realized, oh, I have a blind spot or I really need to do something different as a leader? There was a moment. It was a positive, actually. There was, We got extremely busy at one of our cafes. This was early, early on. And I was making smoothie bowls every day and interacting with our customers every single day and taking orders. And then I had this aha moment where I, I had to work on the business, not in the business, even though I loved being in the business business and talking to people every day, but all the other admin 
tasks were not getting completed. And, you know, we're hiring so many people and setting up payroll and all the due diligence. That's perhaps not the most fun part about running a business that needed to happen. And then of course we grew bigger and I was able to hire people to do it, but there's definitely a moment where I had to step out of the business, work on it and not in it. And that was the moment when well, it was an aha moment of, wow, we actually have a business. That was mm. the one thing that clicked was like, this is actually a profitable business and people really enjoy what we're making. And so let's do something with it and let's open some more locations and, and keep growing. But I couldn't, I had to set up training manuals and do all the things that I couldn't be in more places at once. There's no cloning. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's a lot of times where it's like the can do attitude of a CEO, it just doesn't happen. It, it can't physically happen sometimes. Yes, I can relate. <laughs> okay. So you obviously must be humble because this, you have weaknesses. I, all I see is successes. And it seems like you were wise enough to notice I can't continue this way. Thank goodness. Cause otherwise you couldn't have expanded the way you did. I was wondering if that point in time came before or after the Huffington Post named, I know you were called blenders and bowls before as the healthiest food truck in America. It seems like after that, you said you experienced tremendous growth. Yes, it was. I actually just spoke at UT and told this story. It was our viral moment that happened at our very small cafe. And after that, it seemed to put us on the map and there was a line out the door. People were driving from Houston and Dallas. And I, I was confused. Why did you drive so far for a, <laughs> for an acai bowl? This makes no sense, but it was definitely a viral moment. And we had, we had to ride, ride it out. And I couldn't make all of the smoothie bowls for the line. So hiring more people. And uh, it definitely was that article that put us on the map. And I have to say it was in alphabetical order and the optics looked very good for us being number one as blenders and bowls. And I kept saying that to people like, it's just because we started with a B and we were listed first. And then they, they said something back like, no, you guys are the take the award and run with it. So yes. Okay. So as you know, there are a lot of entrepreneurs these days. And so what would you say are one or two of the best practices that for them to look at? One is, it sounds like hiring well and delegating well. Just building a team. I think trust is a huge thing. Knowing how to read people and trust them and going back to the delegating and take weight off your plate, and but holding other people accountable, it's a huge part of it. I also, I tend to hire people that I know and trust more so than random strangers that might be hold a degree that checks a lot mm-hmm. of boxes. Mm-hmm. I like to hire people that the main thing is trust and know that our goals align and they will work hard for not only what the company believes in, but for me. And then that also goes back to, I want to make the people that I care about wealthy, right? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. like I hope that the people that I bring on our team make money alongside of what we're doing. And But I think for best practices, and I'm sure every CEO says resilience is one of the, it's one of the practices that you either have it or you don't as an entrepreneur. And it is definitely in my blood because I've been told no more times than I have been told yes. And I think you just have to be scrappy and people call me scrappy quite often. And I always take it as a compliment, even though, (laughs) you know, how... 
okay. But you have to find workarounds. If someone says no, you have to find a way to make that a maybe or keep that door open. That's the path towards success. And a lot of times, no really doesn't mean no. You just have to find another way through. So I think yeah. that it's a really important lesson and just the constant like beat downs that you'll hear is it could take a toll on you, but you just have to stay positive and have to keep fighting for what you want to build. Yeah. In fact, I wonder if part of the scrappy was you not going to VC firms right away, but raising money yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's nice to build your first investment group from people that you, let's say friends, family, people that were regulars at our cafes contributed to our first round. And it's nice to build out what you think you call it like a a MVP or with us, it was just getting the product in the market. But I also going to VCs, yeah, it didn't feel completely natural off the bat. It is a little, even though I said I wasn't going to bootstrap this company entirely, that is exactly what we're doing. But I think when we opened as a food truck, that was bootstrapping more than that. That is the definition of bootstrapping is opening up a food truck instead of a restaurant. But with this company, with Bowls Inc. and launching a national brand, it's, it's a lot harder to bootstrap per se, but there's a lot of practices that would point to us bootstrapping today that we're doing. So, but it's just, I think it goes back to wearing many hats. We have a small team. We all roll up our sleeves and I don't think there's any job that is too big or too small for the CEO or the leaders of the company. And I think that's just a a mentality that Kara and I both have is we just get it done. Yeah. And I'm curious then with that many employees, do you have performance reviews that you do or does it organic or? We do for our cafes, we do monthly performance reviews and we have a bonus structure set up for our management team. And there came a point where the ship was sailing itself with the cafes. And I think that's what led Kara and I to launch a new company and go the CPG route because the cafes, they're a well-oiled machine. And it's a proud moment for anyone that started a company to be able to walk away from it and trust that it's going to do its job. Keep the lights on, you know? Um, So we do have monthly reviews and we love to meet with our managers and make sure they're happy. And then we let them in change, like give their staff bonuses. So empower them to do what we do for them. So it's a fun operation that we have. And it sounds like you make performance reviews effective and fun rather than something people dread? Oh, we do. I would say that we're an extremely fun company. It's part of our brand, so we can't really be anything else. But I, mean, <laughs> I, love, yeah, I was going to say, I love how you put in the PS of another best practice. These days, it's important to have fun when so many people have been through a crisis and have not had fun. So how did you make it through that crisis that we just all had? I mean, there was a part of me that I took a little bit of comfort knowing that everyone was going through something together, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone was experiencing something over the last 18 months that wasn't enjoyable. And so there, there's no self, there's no self-pity when you know that every single person around Mm -hmm. you and all over the country and world is experiencing something in line with what you are. And so I think it, it kind of, in a way, brought on this togetherness from my perspective of it almost felt like people were rooting for each other again, in a way, just to get out of that position that that everyone was in for the first time together. Yeah. And how did it impact your business? This is also probably why uh, I stayed positive is because of the health food business that we are in. Our sales did not dip. They actually went up about 5%. But I have to say we were giving away immunity shots with every smoothie bowl sold to kind of hyper-focus on, hey, let's just take care of our body 
bodies. So let's do, do what we can to put good things in our bodies that has high antioxidants or immune boosting and fighting properties like turmeric and ginger. So we were really pushing that angle, just stuff that's made from the earth that is really great for your immune system. We really, really focused on that for marketing. And we just were pushing our product out there just so people are putting good things in their body. And, And then on the CPG side, we're entering a frozen better for you space. And I think the way that people are trending towards eating is they care more about what they're putting in their body and frozen food is, is becoming, it's getting reinvented as we are creating really cool products for the frozen section. It's not the TV dinners of the past. It's new and it's exciting and frozen food is fresh, but it's just frozen. So go ahead. So as we start to wrap up the show, it does sound like what you said earlier is a key to making it through crisis. And that is be resilient. And then, then you'll do what you did. You'll move from Hawaii to <laughs> Austin to try something, or you will expand your business in a different distribution method. And if people want to know more about you, they can go to bowlsinc.com and I'll put that in the description. But I really appreciate you being so willing to contribute to other leaders by being on the show and sharing your journey. And personally, I appreciate that you're sharing acai bowls. I used to live in Brazil and I know the health benefits of them. So thank you for being on the show. Amazing. Well, I'm going to ship you and your daughter some acai and you can give me your feedback. And that's something else. I take feedback very seriously. I will honor whatever you say, good or bad, since you know a lot about acai coming from Brazil. Very good. Thank you. Thank you.